Hello, friends, and welcome to the 15th edition of the Fantasy 15 here on Sound of the Loons. We're back to kick off another week of MLS Fantasy with 15 minutes on your 15 roster slots. We have so many 15s this week. It's the 15th episode. We got a lot going on. We'll talk a little bit about what happened last week, a bunch about what we think is going to happen this week, and then I think... Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the season as a whole, wrap up uh, spring season of MLS fantasy. We might get into it. Maybe we'll do like a double episode next week or something as we prep for the new season. So my name is Steve McPherson and I'm joined by the extremely principled Jamie Watson, who rode his principles all the way to getting his head cut off like Ned Stark by missing out on dream team weeks from Brad Guzan, Escobar, Franco Escobar, Leandro Gonzalez Perez, Miles Robinson, Jamiro Montero who uh, would play for the union and Joseph Martinez because Atlanta and Philly played Minnesota United. How do you, how do your principles feel? I feel strong morally. I feel weak <laughs> fantasy wise because there were some very enticing matchups. Five of them, in fact, for Atlanta United out of the 11 that you would have expected to start made the dream team. Yeah. Montero, who's been fantastic from a fantasy standpoint and a regular soccer standpoint. Montero, it was fun to see him in person. Uh, he was a lot better in person than I thought. And yeah, you know, Sergio Santos as well. Fantasy wise, not having putting up the big numbers yet. Passing the eye test for me, Steve, not your it's, favorite, according to at Steve interest, Sergio Santos. I mean, I think the thing that makes uh, the thing that make, can make a great soccer player is timing. And that guy knows exactly when to fall on his face. That guy knows exactly when to make you Ooh. pissed off with his timing of gonna, his rolling around with a quote unquote air in, or air quotes injury. Before we get into trouble, who'd you, who'd you, who boomed for you this week? I'm boom, boom. Hey, let's about get back. It. Let's get back yeah. to, uh, to on track. Look, Captain Zlatan, I would have not blamed you if you would have captained Joseph Martinez. Mm -hmm. It would have obviously been the right decision to home games against um, two teams that, you know, he's had success against in the past. And so I, I had Zlatan, obviously his ridiculous bicycle. Don't yeah. know if it's a bicycle or a tricycle because he kept one foot on the ground. Listen, it's, uh, hey, to me, it looks like a unicycle. I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it's as impressive as bicycle, that. Bicycle, tricycle, unicycle. Any who those? gives a, it's, uh, that, he was my big one. Yeah. We told you last week, Kasani Dotson at $4 million sitting on the bench, having been off back-to-back -back starts yeah. was a good buy at $4 million. You got to go. What did he total this week? He got 12 points total this week. Hey, so there we boy. go. That was a, that was a good one. And then, um. Uh, Luciano Acosta, he was a good value bet at, I believe, 8.9 yeah. million. I believe I tabbed him as a value bet. I did not use him. Um, Jamiro Montero was my big payoff. Was yeah. he, got, he got 23 points, uh, which was terrific. Uh, I had Miles Robinson. I had, you know, Madunian in who also... It was sad because I was watching you know, Philadelphia, like take it to the loons, but also knowing that I was getting fantasy points out of it with the two guys who scored, scored goals early in the game. So See, that's, that's where my conflict yeah. comes from because I've been I on the sideline in the game. <laughs> and the last thing I want to do is get excited when Madunian hits a world-class free kick right. to the top corner. Right. You're, you're very public. You're in the public eye in those moments. I am not, I'm you in a are too because you have more Twitter followers. Well, yeah, but I, but you know, to me, it's, it's more like a quiet that I'm like, I feel worse at the loons are losing, but it's a little bit of sweetness in there that I'm going to get a little more out of my fantasy. A little kickback, so, if you yeah, will. Yeah, exactly. So a little side business. Yeah. I got a couple busts also. Johnny Russell, disappointing four I points after, well. after the, uh, the hat trick, um, you know, love it's only pulled in three off the bench, but, um, but Russell, him as well. Russell was really the, the, the hurt there. Uh, cause I was like, I really hope for more from him. Cause I really like him as a player. So now for me, Evan Bush put me in an absolute predicament. Yeah. Because he yeah, was on tough. four points 
heading into uh, the second game of a double game week. And I thought to myself, what do I do here? Mm-hmm. He's got a four point head start, which you start to go. It's starting him close it's to right what a shutout would be. Five is like sort the of shutout your, bonus. your average, you know, like you get five or six out of your goalkeeper. That's pretty good in a single game. week. Heading so, into yeah. a matchup where you thought maybe he could go steal another shutout, if you will. Uh, he didn't. What happened in that second game? He, he did not get a shutout. He shipped three goals. Spoiler alert. <laughs> lost three zero at home. Um, so six points total there. Also on the other end, our boy who after five weeks we would have said could have been in the discussion with Carlos Vela for MVP, at least from a fantasy standpoint, Darwin Quintero. Yeah. He has not delivered. He's True. gone one direction since then. And uh, he led me to six points through a double game week. Ooh, not great. Two substitutions. Not great. Um, you yeah, hate talk, to see it. Talk to him about that. Um, so He doesn't talk to me very much. No, I... <laughs> I try to talk to him. It's more of a one. It's more of a, a one way. He just nods more of a like, yeah, Ola Darwin. And he gives a head nod. Like <laughs> I'm acknowledging that you said that, but I'm not engaging. Let's uh, let's get right to this week. I'm moving through this quick because I want to talk a little bit about next season if possible, but let's talk about this week. It's, it's super confusing. There are no double game, no double game week for anybody. Uh, there's not that many games. I'm kind of at a loss. There's no Vela. There's no Ibra. I've built up all this cap room and now no one's playing. I'm basically to continue the game of Thrones metaphor from earlier. I'm basically Tyrion walking through the flaming wreckage of King's landing, looking for anyone left alive to pick. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's the wild West out there. It absolutely is. And if you are fighting for a championship at this point, you will earn your championship. If you can go through and navigate these waters, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, this is really where you're going to, it's going to show because you know, there aren't, there aren't a lot of chalk choices where you're just, and, and even the matchups are not all, you know, I was sort of looking over where teams are at, what happened with them last week and everything like that. You look at, um, you know, Montreal at home against Seattle, Montreal has been good, but in a way, like not as good at home because they've been better bunkering. Yep. Seattle has been a great team this season overall, but kind of slipping, you know, like Toronto has been kind of slipping and they're at home against SKC who have been maybe getting a little better. Like everybody, you know, it's sort of like, there's a lot of teams where there's teams that are coming down a notch, meeting teams that are coming up a notch. And I, that's, that's sort of a tough situation. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Steve, completely. And I think if you're looking at this, the first one that stands out to me, NYC at home versus FC Cincinnati. Yeah. So you're going to go three right there. And why he only has one loss in the year, I believe. And and I think that they're a team that's picking it up. So do you go offensively? Do you try to look at a bear? Yeah. You know, yeah. Maxi well, Morales is not equal to what we were used to in 2018. So I think that yeah. automatic you, you, nature that you had with him is gone. You have to consider the other thing is that there's just a ton of guys who are not playing on bye weeks and then a ton of guys who are going to be gone with international, international college. So make sure you do your due so. diligence, especially if this week really, really matters for you. Make sure a lot of guys are leaving for international duty, not just with the gold cup, but with international friendlies things. around the, the Copa, court. yep. Uh, you know, friendlies, uh, gold African cup, combinations. Yeah. Everything. So. so keep, keep very, very much in mind. Make sure that there is, there is some flexibility as far as there's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and yes. then three Saturday games. Yes. Do not. And I repeat, do not hedge all of your bets onto the last two games of the week, which are at 6.30 and 8 p.m. Central Time on Saturday, where you're a heavy 
on those two teams. I'm talking if you've got three Red Bulls, three Union, maybe you've got a couple of Minnesota United players in there, Colorado Rapid players, and then you're sitting there going, you're scrambling. Yeah. You don't want to be left putting yourself in a spot where you've got no other option yeah. at the end of the day and you're starting a guy like I, I mean, say the, like Cole Bassett or the, something the, because you know he's going to play. He's kind of yeah. cheaper, and it's like the Red Bulls and the Red Bulls are really hard to predict week to week. I feel like there's a lot of rotation with that team. They haven't settled yet, so and that's and um, it's, it's tough to pick that. But you're right. This is a week where I would go heavy earlier in the week yeah. and give yourself flexibility to see yeah. where you need to catch up. Maybe maybe the switcheroo play with a defender midfielder option gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, maybe get those guys on the bench who are playing early, see how they do, and then you can switch stuff around. It's it, the benefit of this week is that if, if all these games were happening on Saturday, Sunday, you'd basically have to like barricade yourself in a room and check lineups yes. every 15 minutes in order to figure this out. But it's sort of spaced out enough that you can, you can look at the lineups each day as they're coming up, you know, for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and go, okay, well, this is who's going, this is who I can play. I mean, I ran into the problem of, I basically, you know, looked at everybody who was available and I picked all the highest priced players for every position and I still had like $10 million yeah. left over because there's just so few players available. And even some of those guys, I was like, well, I guess I'll go Rui Diaz. Oh no, wait, he's gone. Cause uh -huh. you know, he was available. And then also keep an eye on the app because it'll change. Like as, as stuff filters through of who's available and who's not available, who's around, who's been called up, things like that. Um, yeah, it is, uh, it's crazy out there. I think people are going to be earning their keep, uh, this week. I mean, I, you know, there's, I like Pozuelo, you know, I like Altidore maybe if, if they, if they go, but again, Toronto's kind of, you know, iffy. I think if you wanted to make a, a kind of a gigantic gamble on a shutout, I would even look to go New York city FC at home to FC Cincinnati yeah. and go Sean Johnson, couple that with, yeah, I think Sean Johnson's like the home. obvious play, but yeah. And I, and I, and I wouldn't shy away from it. Maybe hope that you're the person that you're chasing or the person you're playing thinks outside the box and maybe thinks they're smarter than they are yeah, and tries to do something different. I think that's the one you go with, put them on your bench. What's the worst that happens? You're going to have extra money. Hopefully at this point, if you're competing for a championship, you should, yeah. um, you know, in our league in the, uh, fantasy XV MNUFC, we have got the definition of a tight race. Is, one yeah, point separates <laughs> the top two. Our buddy Tom Erdahl is in there. And then, um, let's see, MLS Fantasy by Ryan. He's in there. That's uh, that's another top. I mean, that's just a... Uh, yeah, that is, that is, is a, a tight race. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to say again, I'm going to point out that if this were just the league I won last year... Again, just the office league. I think I would still win that league. You'd be ahead of Michael Gilbert. I, that's I, right. That's right. I said MLS fantasy. It was MLS fantasy stats. Ryan Anderson's team. Sorry. And yes. Asylum, Paul yes, Tom yes, yes. Sorry about that. So, you know, I'm, you would be winning over Michael Gilbert by 19 points. Yeah. Well, this, this week would be tremendously important to me. I'm that's how I'm going to treat this week. I'm, I'm 16th in the league. Uh, I'm going to treat this as like a one week playoff against Michael Gilbert. Basically. So we're all team Michael Gilbert, MGMU, <laughs> MGMN United. Yeah. If you don't like me, root for that. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's going to be, it, I think there's a, there's a lot of opportunities again, as you're checking lineups this week, as the, as the games are coming up, look for some of those guys you might not expect who, who are good players who don't get on the pitch, you know, this is their chance. This is Will Bruin's chance 
to be, you know, start <laughs> possibly. No, honestly, Seattle, and he's, not, he's not a bad shout. Jordan this week. Morris yeah. isn't isn't in. Raul Ruiz Diaz isn't in. Um, Valeri's gone. You know, there's just not a lot of options, and so somebody is going to be out there playing. So I think this is the week where you can really do your homework. Yeah. Go early in the week, put him on the bench to give yourself that flexibility. Yeah. To switch your ruin and, yeah. you know, good luck I gotta, to everybody that's competing. I also got to say, I like Philly against New York Red Bulls at home after seeing Philly play this past weekend in person. I mean, you know, Austin trusty getting, getting once getting over the loss period to Minnesota United um, for Minnesota United. I mean, that was a, that was a, gutsy play they they were they were on the back foot and they pulled out a win from a soccer standpoint that. they did everything they needed to to get a win on the road and yeah. where you left yourself going how did that just happen but that's what good teams do from a fantasy perspective yeah austin trusty got you a goal on the yeah. end uh you know first of the year only second overall as a you know in mls so you can't expect that yeah. per se. But Trusty but and Elliot Andre have both Blake, been though. good. Yeah, Andre Blake was he great. He was fantastic yeah. in person. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit. We got a little, we got some time. So let's talk a little bit about the season that's been. Any takeaways for you in terms of going into the spring season that you're going to, uh, a way you're going to approach the spring season based on what you learned? On, what I, I mean, the fall season. That's a very good question. I think the one thing that I did take away from this league in this season was the fact that early on, I think you're looking to build salary because for the first weeks, I think I was going heavily on my starting lineup, filling my bench with $4 million players, just trying to get the best players as I could. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I played performances that would accrue value. Mm -hmm. So then as we got to the midway point of the season where I wanted to have two and three clear cut superstars, I couldn't APV because right. I couldn't always play Vela because he was an outlier with a salary and yeah. I was super top heavy with him. Whereas you could Steve, because sure. you were doing well, you would build your bank account miles ahead of where mine was mm -hmm. and you could have two and three and four star players they were producing, they were getting you wins, they were getting you points. Yeah. The first couple of weeks, what I will be doing in the fall season is I will be going through meticulously figuring out which players are almost guaranteed 90 minutes. By this point, you have a good idea of who's playing week in and week out. Mm -hmm. It's not yes. so much yeah, variability yeah. apart from international duty. Sure. But with that said, go for the guys that are getting you 90 minutes that are getting um, production, both the goals and assists, build your bank value early. Then as you accumulate that, you can start to get your big name guys in. Yeah, I think that the, the building value early is big. I actually like it uh, a lot because there's a reason to pick those those cheaper guys who might who might give you a boost out of nowhere. Um, later on, like value picks don't mean that much as you're getting down to the end. No, it doesn't. Like, you and you don't need to spend bet. all your money. So. And, and, it, and honestly, if we get to the point where the fall season starts and a guy like Kasani dots and not sure what his valuation may be, the fact he's reeled off three or yeah. four starts in a row, yeah. it might kickstart it a little bit, but if he's a guy that's sitting at four and a half million, five million dollars, and you look at Minnesota United and they haven't fixed one of the outside back holes that they have from a soccer perspective and mm -hmm. Sonny Dotson's getting filled in there. If he's getting 90 minutes there in and there out, and there's a lot of home games yeah. for Minnesota United. Yep. Minnesota United has four shutouts in the last seven games. Yeah. And if he has, if he's, if he's reclassified as a defender, which is another thing that could happen. Exactly. He's uh, a guy that so, can play forward. Yeah. A little bit, not forward midfield, a little bit more forward in the attack. Yeah. As the season starts to go on as well. So you start to go, 
There's that. We'll see what happens. Like I mean, the likes look, of Nick DeLeon, if he gets look classified. At how much, yeah, look at how much Metinier costs now. He's $9.1 million or thereabouts as a defender, right? Hassani is $4 million right now. I don't know if he went. I guess he probably went up a little bit. But anyways. Um, I think he went to 4-5. Yeah. Like whatever his valuation is to start the season, if he is the starting left back and he is attacking, he's 4-1. Four, 4-1. Four, one. Four, one. Okay. The goal, your so, first MLS goal only gets you... Hey, point one, huh? Hey, that's okay. I'll take a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, um, right. But anyways, um, so that uh, he starts at that level, he could build up to nine million dollars if he's an attacking left back. You know, um, not that he's Roman, but like a lot of defenders, their valuation builds if they're if they also attack. So. Absolutely. Look at systems. Look at teams that that players that fit in systems where they do. Which ones yeah. like to get forward and hammer. The outside backs. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll give, we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, the, the, the season ahead next week, but my solemn vow has been to keep this podcast to 15 minutes. And because I am a man of my word, we have come to the end. My friends for Minnesota United and Jamie Watson, I'm Steve McPherson. And remember, don't let your fantasies be dreams. Make your dreams come true. Mm-hmm.